you're listening to the Wobcast with the one and only, the legendary, the insurmountable Wobby. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's another edition of the Wobcast. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, coming to you from TCO Studios in Egan, alongside producer and co-host Chris Corso, as usual. Jam-packed show today. We have a lot to get to, but we're going to start it out right. We're going to start out with today's guest. It's Vikings wide receiver, Adam Thielen, in the studios for the first time. What's up, man? How about that intro? Man, you like got it? Got me all juiced up. Josh Dumel. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. it. I mean, I it's, not, it. it's not every day you got Josh Dumel talking good about you, right? You guys must have, like, wrote that down for him. Like, he um, wasn't just, like, you know, talking about you like that. No, um, we convinced him to do it, but he did go off script. I wow. mean, he carried on a little bit there, don't you think? Yeah, it was, it was well done. Well done. Okay, good. Glad you like it. Now we're going to get you to do one at the end of the show. Sounds good. As oh. long as you're paying me the same that you paid him. Well, we're, no, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna double your pay from the last time you were on the Wobcast. Okay. Isn't yeah. that great? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. That's great. It's that's really going to cover a lot of your greens fees. <laughs> um, okay, we're, we are going to start out with some sound from our friends at Good Morning Football. Adam, are you familiar with the show Good Morning Football? I am. Love they, it. They love the Vikings and they love you, so take a listen to this. Who is the under-the-radar player that cracks NFL's top 100 list? Top 50. The top 50? Sure. Prime real estate. I'm going to take a shot at Brandon Cooks. I really am. Three straight 1,000-yard seasons is legit. You know the only guys who have done that in the league? Julio, A.B., Evans, and Fitzgerald. That is elite, elite company. Hmm. It's kind of weird. He got knocked out of the Super Bowl really early. Who knows how that would have affected the game. But all he does is change teams, show up, catch big passes, and go for 1,000 yards every single time. I don't know if he'll be there, but that's my dark horse candidate. I'm going to go with Cameron Hayward, who's a big defensive tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's about 88 in the list yeah. in 2016. Didn't make it in 2017. He had 12 sacks last year, two-time defensive player of the week, and he was a first-team All-Pro. I don't think he's a household name. Yeah. Everyone knows Shazier. Everyone knows Palomalu and Harrison. Cam Hayward might be the rock of the Steelers' defense this season. I think he had an amazing year last year. He's a top-50 guy. I'm going to go with a wide receiver whose teammate was on the list and was revealed yesterday, and that's Adam Thielen. Stephon Diggs just made the list, and I feel like Adam Thielen is going to be that guy that now the peers are saying, okay, for majority of the year he was top five in stats and putting up the production that they needed. He's one of the main pieces of this offense that helped them remain consistent throughout every game. So I'll go with Adam Thielen. My ultra dark horse Mm -hmm. would be Nick Foles. Okay, talk about know, I know it's a little bit of a – What's it like hearing that? Uh, it's cool. I mean, obviously, it's, it's nice to get the recognition and things like that. But uh, at the same time, I, I really try to uh, not listen to that yeah, stuff. You know, I, for me, you know, obviously, um, you know, these people are paid to talk about that stuff. Uh, but no one, you know, once the season starts again, no one cares about what you did last year. So yeah. uh, for me, I'm just trying to get better every day and trying to make sure that I, I, I'm doing the things to help this football team win games. I'm sure because NFL Network's on in the building everywhere. I'm sure that and, and you can't help but to watch it and look at it. And when you see your teammates up there, you love it. You think it's the coolest thing ever. It's got to be a little, I don't know, embarrassing or like you kind of want to hide when you see yourself up there. Sometimes, yeah, no, you hit, you hit it on the head. I mean, when, when you see your teammates out there, uh, you know, on TV getting recognized, you see them on social media getting recognized from around the league and uh, the national media. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I, I really do love it because um, I, I see what those guys do every day in this yeah. building and, and the work they put into it and uh, they deserve it. So it's it's cool to see that. But like you said, uh, you know, for me, I'm just trying to work and and not really talk about it. Yeah. On on another team, who's just a really good football player that we run into? That you maybe they don't get the recognition, maybe they do. An example for me, well, I'll let you think of someone. Um, 
I think that Glover Quinn, like he's so good, I think. And and no one when you're talking about best safeties or best defenders, you never hear Glover Quinn's name. But like during the season and when we're getting ready to play the Lions, I'm just like, dang, that guy is so good. Is yeah. there someone like that for you where you're just like, man, this guy's good, but no one talks about him? You know, honestly, I think there's a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to just pick one guy. But, um, you know, so a name that always comes to my head, even though everybody talks about him, um, is Antonio Brown. Because yeah. I was actually able to spend some time with him a couple off seasons ago. We went out to uh, Miami and worked out with Teddy. And, and I see the way he works. And, uh, yeah, he puts a lot of uh, on social media, but it's actually the truth. You know, he, yep. he does grind and he does the things that he needs to do every year to get better. And uh, it shows on the field. So I, I love that. I love seeing guys that, that put the work in um, and then it shows on the field. So yeah. for me, uh, I, I love seeing him have success. Yeah, it, he is fun to watch. And he's a really good dancer, too. He is. Dancing yes. with the stars. He's know? got some talents outside of football, which is impressive. Um, speaking of that, what have you been doing? What's what's the coolest, best thing you've done this offseason? I mean, I, we all have a pretty good idea of everything that, uh, that you've done because we follow Mrs. T. One nine on Instagram and Twitter, That's so she right. she keeps That's us right. updated. Yes. She started her own blog. Yes, Caitlin's yes. doing a great She's job with fun that. With it. Yeah, she loves it. Um, so you guys have been doing a lot of cool things. You you went to Kenny Chesney, right? Did. Okay. Yes, met met Kenny. You got to yes. meet Kenny Chesney. Mr. That's Chesney. pretty cool. Yes. Like Coach Zim is a huge fan of Kenny Chesney. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, it was really cool. So y'all were doing something fun there. What's what's been some cool things you've done this off season? You know, honestly, it's uh, just been able to being able to spend time with family. You know, mm-hmm. having a one and a half year old son. This is uh, this time right now is just so fun, and being outside with him now that the weather's nice. Um, it, it, it's just uh, you know, I, I kind of get excited sometimes to get home just so I can go run around with him, play sports, mm-hmm. hang out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, we just spend a lot of time with family, and uh, we've taken a couple of vacations as a family, just get out of the cold and, and get in the sun and. Things like that. Asher loves the pool, so spend a lot of time in the pool when we're when we're away. Did you make it down to the Masters this year? Did made it to the Masters. Um, went to a practice round, which which was amazing. Um, you know, definitely a, a dream. Yeah. You know, come true kind of because uh, I always wanted to go, and, and now I kind of have an itch to get back there and uh, and uh, see an actual actual round. It, it's it's pretty awesome. How's your gym coming along? The gym is great. You know, that's another thing. Spend a lot of time there in the off seasons. Um, just love to be around the facility. Uh, my trainer, Ryan Engelbert, uh, just does a phenomenal job. And, yeah. um, and, and all of our directors at the different facilities. It, it's really just a really cool atmosphere. And, um, and they've been fun. Been fun to see them grow from, from day one we opened in Lakeville and, and having one in, in Woodbury as well. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Okay, sweet. Watching the playoffs, NBA or NHL? Um, not a huge uh, NHL guy unless the Wild are in it. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, every game when the when the Wild were playing, um, and then yeah, NBA is fun. I, I enjoy it. Um, I probably this year is probably the most I've watched. Um, I don't know why that is. Uh, I think I took a little break from the NBA, but I think the Timberwolves playing well this year kind of got me back into it, which which is cool. I'm super excited to see. Um the LeBron response to, I mean, Boston is the better team between Boston and Cleveland. Well, I think Boston is going to win that series. Okay. Just by the way, the first two went, but we'll see if LeBron, I, I, LeBron doesn't have yeah. any help. That's I'm just excited yeah, sure. to see the response. <laughs> it, it's scary to ever bet against LeBron. Right. Um, and, and to just, uh, you know, to take a different team against LeBron is just a scary little thing. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think uh, Boston's so well coached and, uh, they're playing really well right now, but uh, but I don't know. It'll be interesting we, to see. We need a prediction from you who you have winning the NBA Finals. Man, that's that's just a tough question. NBA Finals, man. 
I think I think the easy pick is Golden State for sure. That is yeah. the easy the one. easy pick. Uh, but I think Boston. I think wow. I think I'll I think I'll go on a limb and just go with Boston. For any people out there who are just like the team, the team mindset, and and you want to put teams that play that way up on a pedestal, you're rooting for Boston. Yeah, for Their sure. Their two best players are not playing. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and these guys, I think Rozier was playing in the developmental league two years ago. That's great. He's like one of the That's best crazy. players on the court right they now. They drafted well, that's for sure. For sure they did. And now I, I kind of wonder, like, next year when Gordon Hayward is healthy and Kyrie is healthy, what's going to happen to everybody? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, do you make one of them available? Like, do you want the Wolves to trade for Kyrie Irving? Uh, that would be amazing. I think that would be great. Well, I, I mean, be a good fit too. They're what not. About, they, what about Terry Rozier? They, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they exactly. can't all play. They, yeah. He's going to get a max they, contract. They cannot all point. play for yeah. Boston, can they? I, I mean, they can. I think they can. How? I, mean, I think they, they can. Well, someone's not going to be playing that, enough. That, the guy who's coaching that team is is pretty yeah, intelligent. I think gets. he can find ways. He's good. Um, let's talk about the Vikings. Who looks good out at um, practices right now? OTAs are coming up. Mini camps coming up after that. So you'll really get to a look at it then. But what looks good out there? Yeah, you know it, it's tough right now to evaluate too much, just because, uh, like you said, it's 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 just routes on air and team on air and things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, you know, I think uh, you know I can really only talk about the receiver group just because we spend so much time together, and those are the guys that I'm really watching. But um, there's some young guys that are uh, doing some really good things right now. I mean, you look at a guy like Stacy Coley and uh, what he was able to do last year in the preseason and uh, how much better he's been able to get. And, and he, he's just a guy who listens and um, wants to learn and wants to grow and wants to get better and, and is always on time and, yeah. and doing the right thing. So uh, you kind of root for guys like that. And um, he's, I think he's got a good opportunity to, to help this team. Is he fast? He is lightning fast. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, he's a he's a Miami guy. They got to be fast. Yeah, that's, you know? that's like one of his things. I think coming out was yeah. one of his dominant characteristics or traits was his speed, right? Yeah, which is funny because I think uh, you know some of the knocks on him coming out. What what I heard was that he's you know he's just a straight line fast guy, yeah. can't move, and uh, you know doesn't have the greatest hands. But it's it's funny because I I don't even see him as I don't look at him as a speed receiver. Yeah. I look at him as, a, as an all-around receiver. He can he can do everything. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. Uh, he's got great hands, great ball skills. So uh, he's a guy that that uh, is really fun to fun to watch and fu- fun to see him develop. Now Brian Zilstra and uh, and my man Brandon, Jake Brandon or Brandon Zilstra and my man Jake Winicky. Yep. The, I mean everyone's going to compare them to you. You know that, right? Right. right. Okay. <laughs> so let's feed into that a little bit. What's your advice to guys like that? I think just just keep stacking days. Uh, taking one day at a time, taking advantage of the older guys, the veterans, the guys who've done it, um, you know, watching them, asking them questions. Um, and then, like I said, just taking it one day at a time, keep growing, um, and, and don't look at the big picture. Don't start counting numbers. Uh, you know, don't start saying, oh, this guy's guaranteed to make the team. You know, there's no spot for me. Or, oh, the only way I can make is a practice squad. You just don't think about those things. Just take it daily and uh, just let everything else kind of play itself out. Last one for me. I don't know if Chrissy has any, but um, it's going to be weird not having training camp in Mankato, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, ten training camps in a row for, for me. Year. There. Yeah. Wow. With uh, including Mankato yeah, State, so Minnesota State, Mankato. But uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Uh, but uh, it's kind of like a bittersweet thing because uh, you definitely feel bad for the city of Mankato just because um, you know it's that city has obviously meant a lot to me mm-hmm. and done a lot for me. But at the same time, I think. Uh, 
you know, for the for the general fans of of the Vikings, I think it's going to be a cool thing, cool experience here at uh, TCO, and then uh, for us as players too, just to be you know here in the cities and uh, closer to home and um, and a more familiar spot with some great resources for recovery, nutrition, things like that. Um, I think it's going to be something that's going to help us in the long run. Cool. So we sent out a tweet yesterday from the Vikings account, and we got some fan questions. Okay. So we're going to give you a couple of those. The first one's from Kent Johnson. Um, how is your relationship with your new quarterback, Kirk Cousins, going? This is something that everybody wants to hear. Yeah, so. everybody loves that question. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, Kirk's an amazing guy. Um, it was really cool to be able to go out to Atlanta this offseason and spend yeah. some time with him. Diggs and I did that. and kind of just got a jump start on, on building relationship and getting on the same page on the field. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think anybody on this team will tell you that, uh, he's an easy guy to be around. He likes to have fun, um, and has a passion for football. So that's all you can ask for, mm-hmm. especially in, uh, a guy that kind of has to be the leader of your football team. You know, normally you kind of lean on the quarterback, uh, to be that guy. And, and, uh, he's not forcing it. He's just kind of letting it happen. And, uh, he's easily just kind of taking over that role. The next one is from DB Mike, and this is a good one from last year. How did it feel being the man of the match at Twickingham? <laughs> the man of the match. Uh, no, it was cool. What an experience. That I mean, I've awesome. uh, been there twice now. My rookie year when I was on practice squad was over there as well, playing against the Steelers. And um, to actually be able to play in the game this year was pretty cool. And uh, to be able to score a touchdown was my first touchdown. So I had to go overseas to to break the little drought I was in. So, no, it was, it was a really cool experience. And... Uh, had a lot of fun with it. This one's from Skull Tailgate. Why do you only wear gold gloves sometimes when they seem to be present for all of your best games? I, I think you always <laughs> wear gold gloves, no? Yeah, I, I always have a little gold. It's funny because, um, you know, I, I started wearing them last year. I didn't wear them two years ago and, and thought I did some good things without, without yellow gloves. But uh, I did not wear them for one game last year, and I got rips pretty hard. So uh, I don't know. I don't. We'll see what happens this year. One I'm going to wear some yellow gloves for the next Wobcast. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> It'll be my best Wobcast of my career. You can see those gloves, gloves from like everywhere too. It's you, you just yeah. People. I was getting a hard time. Like people are like, oh, the every looks like a flag's coming out all the time. So yeah, I'm but like, he's like the quarterback can. See, he'll see my hands every time. Exactly. So he'll throw hey, it give to me the ball. Just flash it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> wave my hands around and yeah. let's do one more. All right, last one. Who is the toughest corner that you've ever gone up against from at Skull Murray? Oh, that's a tough question. I, I really haven't really thought about that one. Um, I guess I kind of have to go with a guy who um, probably made the toughest on me, but I was young in my career, Darrell Revis. I mean, mm-hmm. we played against him, and I just remember ha- taking I like that one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just remember taking an inside release uh, on a play, and like as soon as I did it, he knew exactly where I was going. Uh, so it was like it was something that kind of popped in my head. Like, and whenever, whenever anybody asked me that question, that, that kind of just pops in my head that little that play. Um, but like I said, I didn't get a whole lot of opportunity against him. I was a young player, and I was playing mostly special teams. So, uh, but but just like that one play kind of just sticks in my head. That that your story of Darrell reminds me of the story of Xavier Rhodes' first snap in the NFL. He was a rookie in 2013, and we were playing at the Detroit Lions. So who who do you think he was lining up against? Oh, Kelvin. Yes. Yeah. And Kelvin ran like I don't know what the proper football term would be for it, but it was it was a quick slant. It was mm-hmm. like a two or three steps and a slant. And um, Xavier was was on his behind as Calvin was making the, the, you know, his move. Right. You know, and look how far Xavier has come since then. Right. For sure. And and think back to your that play against Darrell Rivas and how far, you know, you've grown. Isn't that kind of cool? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Um, And and just kind of like your mindset from 
from that from that long ago to now you know yeah. it's just it's just crazy how t- things change and uh that's that's kind of the the goal though as as nfl football players as athletes uh you're always trying to grow and always trying to get more confidence and and more swagger and just be able to go out there and play football and and uh when you're early years you you, you really can't just go out there and and uh, play football because you don't have any experience. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't really have anything to fall back on. So you're kind of you're thinking and things like that. But you know, as, as you get as you grow and uh, you have some experience, you kind of just tend to just let it let it ride and, and play football. Yeah. Well, I I grew up in New York, and I can promise you that I had a 24 jersey on my back when Absolutely. I was a young kid growing up. So it's good to hear Daryl Revis at. Got one more. A Thielen 19. No, that's Adam's Twitter account. Okay, cool. At A Thielen 19. Pay attention to that because I think Adam's going to have a pretty cool announcement coming up pretty soon. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So uh, well, that's all we'll tease for now. <laughs> but you got a cool announcement coming up. Also, uh, you're going to be working on your golf game now, right? I am. Okay. I am. You know, I, I, I'm trying to uh, get out once a week and uh, work on my golf game. I probably played the best round I've played in a long time yesterday, so uh, so I will now be extremely frustrated from now on because I will not be able to, <laughs> to match that again probably. So uh, if you see me throwing clubs or slamming my club, that's why. Don't do that. <laughs> Caitlin will not I'll like try, that. Yeah, she hates that. Not yeah, a good example for that. Asher. Yeah, do not do that. Yeah. I try, I try not to. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the Wobcast. We appreciate it. I yes. told you five minutes. It turned out to be like 10 or 12, but that, that happens. In it's this. all good. You owe me seven minutes. All right. I'll make up for it later. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. So we have more to get to here. Uh, we're going to do fan mail later on, a little top 100 player discussion, news and notes, a debate about which draft class is Spielman's best. That'll be coming up in a little bit. And then we'll talk about some of the best off-seasons that teams have had in the NFL. But first, we'll do news and notes. Um, an announcement this week, Chris. The Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town during training camp. Yeah, we just announced that this morning. Um, one of the best teams you can possibly have a practice against at this point when well, it comes to yeah. talent. I mean, And they would say that about us. Yeah. Both of these teams, the Vikings and Jaguars, were in conference championship games last year That's right. practicing against each other uh, during training camp. That's right. The number one defense in the Vikings and the number two defense yeah. scoring points-wise last year in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, man, that is going to be fun. The dates are August, 6, uh, August 15th and August 16th. Um, these practices will be open to the public, but the tickets have not um, been – the information there hasn't been released so yet. So you're going to so. have to reserve your ticket ahead of time. Yes. You don't have to pay for it. It's free, but you do have to reserve it ahead of time. Stay tuned to at Vikings on Twitter or Vikings.com or both for details on how to do that. Those will be some All fun right. practices, that's I'm, for sure. I'm going to keep this on, news and notes, every Wobcast until it changes. Cool. Des Bryant is not on a team. It's crazy. I, I mean, you saw the reports that the Ravens were the team that were going after him. Then and he, the Packers. And, and then the Packers as well. And whenever the Packers are involved with a name like that, we got to keep mentioning it. That's for sure. Des Bryant is not on a team. I can't believe that. Okay. Uh, Zim has a football camp this weekend. That's right. I don't know. Is it full? I think it is. So you can't sign up anymore. But <laughs> Zim's having his annual football camp this weekend here at TCO Performance Center. Uh, something that the Mike Zimmer Foundation does every single offseason, and that's happening this weekend at TCO Performance Center. We had a roster move this week. That's right. We did have a roster move yesterday. It was defensive tackle David Parry. Um, He was a member of the New Orleans Saints last year and actually played for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, This is a depth move in the middle of the defense and a player who can definitely make an impact. Um, In his first two seasons, he started all 32 games 
and had four sacks and was waived by the Colts before the start of the 2017 season. Signed on with the Saints last year and then um, kind of had some injured, injury problems there uh, last season. But he's a player that has experience. He showed that he can start early in his career and an injury and stuff like that have hampered him um, from becoming the full player that, that he was back at Stanford as a uh, college mm-hmm. player. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. And um, you see some of the media tweeting about it on Twitter, like Ian Rappaport and stuff like that. So this is a substantial move that can definitely – um, impact the depth on the defensive line sweet welcome to the team david perry stefan Diggs, number 65 on the top 100 we touched on this before and that was with adam thielen thielen is still on the list so that means thielen is in front of stefan Diggs. which um we were talking about this the other day i'd yeah. go with either of them i mean i don't know who who you would pick if you had to choose one i think but. it depends what you want to do <laughs> i mean they're both good at but for, I know that everyone pays attention to the top 100 list, and it is cool, and there's a bunch of Vikings on it. But should we really care about any list that has Linval Joseph 83rd? And Kirk Cousins 93. So He's 83rd? 80, yeah, Linval, I mean, if you want a guy in the middle of your defense, I'm not sure you go far away from Linval over anybody else. 83rd. In the league. So if that's the case... I, that's crazy, but yeah, it's it's of course notable that Diggs made the list and um, being a fifth round pick in 2015, which we'll touch on later. That's a tease right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Good tease. Yeah, and he had such a great uh, season last year, ending with just such a great moment in Vikings history in the Minneapolis miracle. So he's, uh, I think he'll keep moving up on that list in the coming years. The, the craziest stat from that play is the fact that that was the first walk-off touchdown in the fourth quarter in NFL playoff history. Amazing. So, can't, I mean, the NFL is 99 years old. Can't, can't beat that. Can't well, yeah, it's that. the first one ever. <laughs> right. All right, OTAs are coming up. Are you excited for them? I'm excited, and you've been to a lot more of these than I have. This will be my third um, OTA experience with the Vikings, so I – kind of want to get your um, takeaways from what the fans will see and, and kind of explain to the fans who are listening um, what to expect from, from us at Vikings.com and what to expect from the players out on the field. Yeah. All right. Um, it's, it's the closest thing to football that we're going to get until training camp, so that's cool. Um, now, there, there is still limitations on contact. It's not full pads during OTAs. Um, they can do one-on-ones, but they can't have full contact. And they can do teamwork, but they can't have full contact. Yep. No shoulder pads. They will be in helmets. But you're going to see a daily highlight from us. Um, so that'll be cool. And then when we accumulate enough Adam Thielen catches, you'll see an Adam Thielen highlight. Or you'll see a Xavier Rhodes highlight after enough uh, good plays from those guys. So that'll be cool. Of course, you'll see a Kirk Cousins highlight. Yep. Photo galleries, one-on-one interviews. Um, Wobcast, the whole thing. So the content will pick up on Vikings.com during OTAs, which will lead into minicamp. Um, and then, you know, I think the coolest part is you start to see, like, okay, where are they playing Brian Murphy? Okay, where are they playing uh, Mike Hughes? Inside at nickel corner or outside at a regular corner? Yep. Like, that's a cool thing to see. Who's who's the backup safety? Who's playing, like, when Sandejo comes out, who co- who goes in? Because yep. now you know who the backup safety is to Sandejo. Right. So you start to pick up on those things. That's pretty cool. And then another thing that will be very easy to see for those of us who are there is the kicking competition. Like, we don't know exactly if, like, Brian O'Neill is sinking his hips the right way or if 
uh, Eric Wilson's drops and zone coverage are at the right depth. Like yep. we, we don't know that, yep. but we know if Daniel Carlson made or missed that kick. It's either one way or the other. So. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, we're going to be able to see that. So that'll be kind of fun to watch. I think. Yeah, I think you, you touched on it all. I mean, it's it's definitely one of those times where you finally get back out on the field. You got good weather in Minnesota. That's one of the top OTA storylines mm-hmm. for me. So it, it'll be fun to see um, the players all together out on the field. All right, we have two fun discussion topics that you've come up with, Chrissy. Uh, right. I, don't, I don't know if we'll disagree on these or not. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we do. Uh, but let's introduce them. Which one is first? And you give your opinion first on this one. So I think the first one is going to be talking about Spielman's best draft okay. class, and we're gonna we're gonna tease it here with a with a sound from NFL Network, and that was uh, Willie McGinnis from from NFL Network. He kind of gives his draft grade for um, the Vikings draft class this season. So take a listen, uh, <laughs> Willie. Vikings. Let's look at uh, yeah. their notable picks here. Mike Hughes, the uh, the brand name in this draft yes, class. Tyler Conklin might able to do some things. And Jalen Holmes on the defensive side of the ball. They drafted a kicker. Right over Brian Daniel uh, Carlson. The camera was in my way, uh, Sean. So I don't want to skip over He's the line. Brian O'Neill, let's give him some love. We'll give him all some love. Yeah. And I, I gave him a B. We're going to stay in the B. Um, this wasn't a draft for need. This was a draft for depth. They're, I mean, this team is loaded with a lot of talent. So you talk about Mike Hughes. He may come in. Terrence Newman did sign up, but, you know, he's old, he's a little older, so he won't be there. He'll be the replacement, and he'll be competing probably with Alexander in the slot. They got Trey Wayans and Rhodes on the outside. Like I said, they got talent. And then you look at Brian O'Neill. Now, they probably could use a tackle because of injury. They want to be able to protect up front. We saw what happened when all the linemen got hurt the one year. They couldn't yeah. run the ball. They, they couldn't pass the ball. They revamped the O-line. They brought in some depth behind that. Jalen Holmes, the defensive end, I think they know a little something about defense with with um, their their coordinator, Zimmer, uh, what to do with him. And then Tyler Coughlin behind Rudolph, a tight end. They brought in guys that can come in, they can develop, and they can have depth in case of injury and things go wrong. But Mike Hughes could actually probably get some playing time because he's a talented young corner. Let's not forget that they added Sheldon Richardson via free agency. Yeah. That top yeah. I think I could play corner for Minnesota. That's pretty good. With that D-line. They're so good. They're so good. I, I, I you could play corner. I don't think at this point. And they're linebackers. All right. So that was the but, draft this year. But my man, Willie McGinnis, like, he's right. Depth, but don't, that's what you want. You want to be the team that draft picks come in and they, they don't start. That's right. That's good. That that's means right. you got a good roster. All right. So, so that leads greatly into our discussion topic, and that is Vikings general manager Rick Spielman's best draft class to date. And you've been here for a lot longer than I have, mm-hmm. as we've touched on, but um, – and. So you got some more draft classes to pick from that, uh, you, that you've seen here. Yeah, I mean, he drafted Adrian Peterson. That's right. Same year that he drafted Brian Robinson. Uh, 09 was pretty good. Percy Harvin and Phil Lodeholt were the first two picks there. I mean, we got the best four years of Percy's career, and Phil was um, got a second contract, I do believe, and played for a long time. So That's right. that was good. Um, you know, 2012 at the time, very good. We got Harry out of 2012. Yep. Matt Khalil was uh, starting left tackle for four seasons. So you got him in 2012, Jarius Wright, Rhett Ellison, Blair Walsh, Audie Cole. That was not a bad draft class. I don't know. What, where are you leaning? There's a couple others. My best is 2015. Yeah. 2015, it's tough. Um, Pete Prisco of CBS Sports recently had an article where he graded this draft class, and in his first grade it was like a B. Like at the time? At the time. Then he regraded it right it's, now. It's got to be an A. It's an A+. plus. Yeah, okay. So you have 
four starters on the team currently in Trey Waynes, Eric Hendricks, Daniil Hunter, Stephon Diggs, and that's leaving out a starter or a player who played substantial amount of time in Shamar Stephan. Mm-hmm. And then you also had TJ Clemens in that, uh, in that draft as well, Clemens, um, who started for okay. his first couple seasons. So that's, I mean, how do you? It's pretty good. 14, you had Barr, Teddy, and Jet. That's, that's not bad. Um, t- 2017, Dalvin Cook, Pat Elfline. Really good. Ben Gideon. And then we'll see what happens with the two Hurricanes, Danny Isadora and Stacey Coley. That's right. But I think you're right. I will not disagree with you. I think 15 is the Vikings' best work with Rick Spielman leading the way in the draft. Um, Trey Waynes was the first-round pick. But if I told you, actually, Eric Kendricks was the first-round pick. Or Stephon you'd be Diggs cool with was that. the first-round pick. He was the fourth-round pick. <laughs> yeah. Kendricks was the second-round pick. But if he would have been the first-round pick, you'd be cool with that. Daniil Hunter, third-round pick. If he would have been the first-round pick, cool with that. Yeah. I mean, they aced it. That was one where they aced the draft. Prisco was like, "Oh, at the time, I thought Daniel Hunter was a bust or a boom, and yeah, he's a boom." Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Spielman aced the Spielman and the Vikings because it is a team process for those guys. They aced the 2015 draft for I mean, sure. Really good job. So, uh, and when you ace a draft like that, a, a future draft like 2018 gets to be a draft about depth, like Willie McGinnis said. That's right. So that's so where thanks, you, thanks for that, Willie. That's where you want to be. <laughs> All right. The next topic that we're going to bring up here is um, this offseason. We've had so many roster moves by all the NFL teams. And um, one fun topic that would be good to discuss is naming a team in the NFL, not the Vikings, but another team that had the best offseason, whether it's in the draft, uh, through free agency. And and I have mine set in stone. I'll go first. Uh, We'll let you go first. This came down um, to a debate among three teams for me. This came down to the Oakland Raiders, okay. with the main reason being John Gruden. Okay. What a win for them. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to Jack Del Rio, who I thought did a good job, but uh, they had to find a new coach. They decided to go in a different direction, and they landed John Gruden, and I think that should inspire some confidence in the Raiders. For sure. Um, Philadelphia. And I don't want to pick the defending Super Bowl champs in here for a lot of reasons, but I do think they've had a pretty good offseason. Like, they signed Mike Wallace. Did you know that? I honestly did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But I was looking at their depth chart, and they got Mike Wallace on their team. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's um, – you know, I think Philly's done a pretty good job. And a lot of times we see a big drop-off from Super Bowl teams the next season. I don't think you're going to see that from Philly. Plus, their quarterback is going to be healthy and coming back. So, they get him back. Yeah. So – but that's not who I'm choosing. I'm choosing the third team. Who's the third team? Cleveland Browns? I can't I, – I thought about them. Okay. I can't wait to hear your reaction to this. Chicago Bears. Wow. The Chicago Bears. They hired a new head coach, Matt Nagy, who comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. They signed Trey Burton at tight end, Allen Robinson at wide receiver, and Taylor Gabriel at wide receiver to give their second-year quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, some weapons. They drafted a wide receiver They drafted Anthony Miller from Memphis, I believe, in the third round. They drafted James Daniels, an offensive lineman in the second round who can play guard or center, and they drafted Roquan Smith, the Alabama linebacker, in the first round. Georgia linebacker. Or Georgia linebacker in the first round. And then I like their schedule. I like weeks two through five. They host Seattle, they're at Arizona, they host Tampa Bay, and they're at Miami. Wow. So they play the Packers to start out the season. That is a rough way to go. Yeah. But after that, it's Seahawks, Cardinals, Bucks, Dolphins. I like the way that starts for them. That's as good as it gets. So I like the Bears offseason. Yeah, they had a really good offseason. You touched on the draft there too, man. I mean, Roquan Smith. 
Stud. Stud. The Anthony Miller, I, I watched him play and uh, actually went up against Mike Hughes in a little bit of mm-hmm. that game in um, Central Florida against um, Memphis, Memphis yeah. in, the, uh, in the title of that, that conference. So, man, they, uh, they definitely added some, some depth to that offense. So I hate to say Jeez. it because they're in our division, but I'm going Bears. I think the Bears had the best offseason besides the Vikings in the NFL this year. That's good. I'm, I'm going to stay in the NFC. I'm not going to go in, the, in in our division, but I will stay in the NFC, and that's I'm going with the New York Giants. Yeah, I can I see think that. When you get Saquon Barkley in the draft, obviously adding head coach Pat Shermer, who yeah. hate to see him go, but obviously we added a great um, offensive coordinator in DeFilippo. Um, but and then looking at some of the moves they made, they get a left tackle who's proven in Nate Solder. Yep. Um, you get no lineman and Will Hernandez out of UTEP in the draft. You get a running back in Jonathan Stewart, a veteran from Carolina that can sort of pass the baton to uh, Saquon Barkley. And a lot of people forget they picked up linebacker Alec Ogletree mm-hmm. in a trade with the Los Angeles Rams. So adding to the offensive line, um, getting a playmaker in the backfield, which they haven't had in a really long time, a new head coach who knows how to build an offense, and and then adding a, a big part of that defense in Alec Ogletree, I really like what yeah. they did. Yeah, the Giants did get a lot better, I think. And it's a team that I think was already good. They just had a down year. Yeah. You know, so I don't. I think Pat Shermer was going to a team where the cupboards were not bare. Yeah. They already had a lot of talent, especially on defense, and they got Eli. And as you said, they made some great additions. So it's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. All right. We're on to the mailbag questions, so we're gonna see uh, what Wabi has to say about these. The first one, I, I love the name, is from Chris. Love okay. the name. Yep, Good spells name. it the right way, too. Spells it great. Okay. Um, legalized sports betting is a huge concern for me. From the owner's perspective, it is a jackpot of a revenue stream. I understand that betting on games happens already, but in my opinion, it will taint organized sports. What are we about to have? One team in Las Vegas, but with legitimizing betting for all 33, we will have more. Respectfully request your thoughts on this, Wabi. Yeah, I... I mean, I think you can. People can be on different sides of this, and you're against it or for it, whatever. It doesn't matter. They they struck down the law that prohibits it. So now it's up to each state whether or not they're going to legalize it or not. And states are going to legalize it at different rates. Some are not going to legalize it at all. And I think the NFL is going to do a really good job of educating players and employees and fans about it. And I don't think it's going to be anything that is a huge concern. You know, I don't think it's going to ruin the integrity of the game. Sports betting was already happening, and the integrity of the game hasn't been ruined. So, and, and I just don't believe that with the infrastructure in place that the league has, that legalizing it is going to ruin the integrity of the game. It's not a concern to me. I agree. I, I think the shield will will protect the game at yeah. all costs, whether it's for safety concerns or this or that. I think they're always evolving, and I think this is just another step and. I think there's a lot of money to be made, so that's why. And I think that it's going to enhance the viewing pleasure for a lot of fans of the league, and that's good. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't agree with Chris that it's a huge concern. I think if it weren't handled the right way, and if the policy from the states isn't good, it, it could become a concern. But I think the policy will be good, and I think the league will do a good job of handling it. Next one from Jack Lozel. Um with more and more players being held out of games because of the concussion protocol, has there been any talk of raising the number of players on a team from 53? Yeah, I get that quite a bit. I think before they do that, I think what they would do is 
on game days, you have to take your 53-man roster and you have to you have to trim it down to 46. Yeah. I think instead of raising the number up from 53, I think they would make it like 47, 48, or 49 players who could be active on game day instead of 46. Yeah. That that's what I see happening first. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of tough when you have to you have to declare all those players inactive and a lot of young players who don't even get a chance to dress on game day. So I would I would definitely like to see that number go up. And and the reason that they do that is you know, and we've talked about this before is like if if your team, Chris, has like just two players who are kind of hurt and can't play, but my team has seven players who can't play, yeah, or five or five players, yep, you're at a huge advantage if all of the roster can play because you've got now you've got 51 guys who can go, and because I have five who are hurt, I've only got 48. Yep. So by 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 reducing the rosters to 46, it's 46 on 46. That's why they do that. Yeah, makes that a lot makes of sense. sense. Yeah. Definitely. Last one from Ross M from Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm in need of a new Vikings jersey since Teddy is no longer with the team. I would like to represent a current Vikings player that may be with the team for the rest of his career. Huh. In your opinion, who is the next Chad Greenway or Brian Robison? Thanks, Wabi. Always enjoy your VEN content. Well, love, okay. love, love the compliment. I do too. All right. Well, you got Eric Kendricks. He just was given a contract extension, right? Yep. So there's an option. But I think he's kind of getting at like a, even a younger player than that. Um, Pat Elfline. Pat Elfline's a good one. He feels like a Viking, like through and through, like like he's middle of the offensive line. Yes. Yeah. I mean, once you play that well in your rookie year, I don't see him going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Um, so I think Pat Elfline would be a good option. Um, feel I, I, like Thielen or is it too late is like that not the point of the question I mean Thielen looking good I, I would say I would say he wants to finish his career yeah in his home state I think so um I really like Elfline I think Elfline like he's he's talking about like a legacy player guy who's going to be here for his whole career two three contracts maybe get in young while a guy's still really early in his career kind of feels like Pat Elfline might be your answer I love that plus I, like you're not going to have a bunch of Pat Elfline jerseys in the stands you want to be different yeah you're going to have like being different yeah man you're going to yeah. have a Pat Elfline jersey on yep ain't no one else got one of those no one's got Pat Elfline that, that was that was like the Nick Mangold jersey you're, yeah you're like just one of those really good offensive line. Alan Fanica. Jeez, remember, look at these jet references the, Alan Fanica that was He's a, a stealer that was a stealer but he was yeah. a jet he was a jet he did become a jet yeah but one of those big offensive linemen, I, I like I like the uh, the elf line one. Maybe Dalvin Cook. I mean, everyone's gonna have Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of Dalvin Cooks in yeah. there, and um, I hope that he is a Viking for life. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I, I think that the 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 Wobcast stamped jersey of the future. Pat Elfline. Pat Elfline. In. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Wobcast. Our thanks to Adam Thielen for being the guest today. He was awesome, and we know fans love hearing from him. Thanks, Chrissy, for all your work uh, co-hosting and producing. Good job as usual. Of course. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. So on behalf of all of those people, yours truly, Wobby, signing off for now. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. So, yeah.